what's what's a, what's a good quote to start this off? Are, are you gonna keep on doing the quotes? Oh, I have a perfect one planned for the first one. Oh, You're really? Be so upset. <laughs> I'm gonna be upset. Yeah, that you can think of it first. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was gonna say, is it is it only gonna be CCR songs? And what's that? And the I don't embrace it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. I, the tiger. Welcome to another episode of Starship Impala. Are, are we actually recording, Jose? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the atmosphere I want. So, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Starship Impala. I am your ailing galaxy master, Connery, as I slowly fade into the next life with, our, with my saga coming to an end. We turn to what will soon be the new galaxy master. Hello. What's your name? My name is Joseph. I play Mercer. Oh wait, no, this isn't. This isn't that. That's not this that. Is different. That was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I usually play Mercer, um, but as Connor mentioned, once his uh, campaign comes to an end, we're going to switch things up, mm-hmm. and I'm going to sit in the Galaxy Master seat. He's going to brutally uh, murder me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> It'll be a fun ride. Also joining us today is Jose, who's being once again engineering us <laughs> through these this difficult transition. <laughs> I'm blushing. Uh, so um yeah, so we're doing this little episode as a little uh transitional period thing to be mm-hmm. like what to expect from the new season. We're gonna do some questions about this current one that me and Joe just kind of thought up for each other because we don't want to include you people. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I, oh. I'm talking to the listener. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be different for me. I've never GM'd in sort of a podcast setting before. So um, it'll be but an you've, interesting you've, challenge. But Yeah, but you've DM'd But I've, before, I've like, DM'd quite a bit. Yeah. You're like our go-to guy for that, like pretty yeah. much every time. Yeah. Before we did um, Starfinder um, and Starship Impala, the same, mostly the same group with, uh, we had a few extra people, mm-hmm. um, did a Pathfinder campaign that I was the GM for. Um, for a year and a half. Was it really that uh, long? Yeah, fifteen that, sessions. That's year right. and that a was half. Really fun. Um, everybody got up to about level seven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Good. And um, so then, then we basically switched gears to Starfinder when it came out, and mm-hmm. um, that's when Connery decided to turn it into a podcast. And <laughs> what what made you make that choice? Uh, what made me make that choice was uh, I wanted the <laughs> first. It's kind of like a. I guess a trifold thing. The first thing was I really wanted to keep playing. And when we played Pathfinder with you, I felt like people didn't have much of like an obligation to really do it outside of like, oh, like it's fun to hang out with my friends, but I don't like have to do this. But I saw my, if we have a podcast, they have like a thing that a physical thing that shows like, this is what we're doing and we're making something, which is a great feeling. My uh, second reason was that a lot of our friends live really far away and I wanted to keep in contact with them like uh, Talia and Justin or Talia lives in LA now, but she used to live in Long Beach mm-hmm. and I'm Justin lives all the way in Orange County. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I probably wouldn't see them nearly it's as true, much yeah. as I do now. And Jacob, I bother him all the time and you I bother <laughs> all the time too and Jose as well. But I, I probably wouldn't know Justin and Talia and be like as good friends as I am with them now. And I'm really thankful for this show if just literally for that. Yeah. And then the third reason is, I listened to a lot of shows like these, probably my senior year of college, probably the like the summer leading out of it. And I was like, oh, these are really fun. And then I kind of thought like, I would like to do this. I don't think my friends would actually agree to do this. And then when I finally said, maybe we should do a podcast, I was really surprised. And you guys were kind of like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. I mean, we all figure we're playing anyway. Might exactly. as well just record it. And in reality, it's like, there's some, you know, I, I was like, I'll 
listen to some of ours and i'm like man there's so many sessions i had in the past with that old campaign like i wish were recorded you know oh, yeah and we'll probably talk about some of them oh um, hands down, but yeah. uh yeah i'm just like man that'd be awesome to go back and listen to that anytime i wanted i know right? exactly so <laughs> i think and we have a good fun library now of like great episodes and like inside dumb things yeah. that we can just revisit and be like yeah that uh, was really fun yeah and it's but it's also been it's been fun for me to be a player this past it's been a year for us right yeah it has it's almost actually it's been almost a year and a half for us because really we started in november yeah 2017 yeah but we released our first episode in january i think yeah so yeah if you count since november it's about a year and a half yeah pretty much yeah we're pretty much the same (laughs) yeah so yeah we probably would probably got like 50 some odd or like episodes for you by now if we did that yeah it's 15 sessions so but we'd play for like play for yeah six eight hours when we do it put in a full work day yeah (laughs) Uh, so is this my question or is this you? Yeah, I was trying to transition you when I said how much fun I've been having playing in the campaign. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, trying to make a nice segue. No, 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 no nice segues here. I want to ride a Razor scooter straight to hell. Uh, so Joe, what has been your favorite part of what I am now calling as my brand over this campaign, the Cycles campaign? What's been your favorite part so far? Just so far going over everything. Um... I've really, like I said, really just in general enjoyed being a player again. Um, really enjoyed being Mercer. I think, uh, you know, I kind of had a few ideas when I started and I found Mercer is the one that I kept coming back to and like putting the most work into. And I was like, yeah, this is who I want to be in. Um, I love like the Starfinder as opposed to Pathfinder with the starship and mm-hmm. like I, you know, being a pilot, like I like having that, you know, I, I'm being one good pilot and, <laughs> and, and fl- like, I just think that's so cool. Cause it's so different than what I'm used to. Oh yeah. Um, but, um, specifically to the cycles campaign, um, I think seeing the way our, our team like comes together and like, we're all pretty weird, like pretty weird mix. Like the yeah. four of us, like, <laughs> you know, it's oh, like, yeah. if we had, if it hadn't been for the CUG putting us together, we mm. probably wouldn't be together. And so. you, and you blame them for every one of your woes. <laughs> yeah. Which is, a, <laughs> yeah. Blaming the CUG for everything. Mm. And it just like acting like a two year old, like <laughs> a petulant little toddler the whole time. Cause I'm an Android. And, um, yeah, I think just like the way that the characters have grown together and like the, you know, at the beginning, like boss was ready to like overthrow Talia when he had the chance. And (laughs) now like we all respect each other and Mm. respect her as our captain. And I still love the first episode. Like one of our reviews, which I've read (laughs) on the thing, which is actually really nice is saying like, watch this show. Like the, everything is fun. The story's cool, but watch this show for this group of people that slowly start to like get in the groove with each other. Cause our first episode is just so awkward (laughs) and painful. And then like slowly we kind of get this like groove with each other and get into the whole thing of like, okay, I'm more comfortable now. And this is like, banter off each other a little bit better. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I have to to go look at that. Yeah. It's a nice one. Yeah. Mm So what was your like most satisfying moment jamming that campaign so far? I've had a lot of satisfying moments to be honest. I tried to like give myself like a at least a cathartic release in like every <laughs> campaign that I or every like arc that I've yeah. done. Like uh with first thing comes to mind is like with with you, I, I really liked giving when I first put um, Mason in your head, I thought that was just a fun thing because you were just like Oh no. <laughs> I, was like, I, I don't want to, him to be here. I, I don't want him to be here. Like this sucks. <laughs> And I like the idea of you like, do I just have this permanent other person in my head? <laughs> so that was a fun like moment for me, kind of delivering that this other intelligence is in your head. Yeah, and now he's my AI. And now he's your AI, which is funny. Yeah. And uh, 
I guess going forward for Talia, I really, really liked, I probably have twofold for her. Like, I really enjoyed her background episode, her flashback, when she's kind of doing that walk away with, with her little brother. And, like, they kind of do that missed look between each other with that. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then I also like with her, my big moment with Tharsa with her is definitely when her and Cicada are on the asteroid and he's fading away and she's... She's still trying to save him, which I think is really fun. It might just be Tally being like, not me not explaining her being like, no, like it's, it's okay. I, it'll help. And he's just like, I'm dying. <laughs> like it's kind of too late. Yeah. And her giving that kind of moment of being like, hey, I'm, and sitting with him until he finally goes away, which I thought was really nice. With Justin, it was that surprise him where I didn't think he was going to be a Lord of hell. Like it's just outside of Justin, like in general to ever agree to anything like that. But it's not outside of boss. It's not outside of boss. That was like my first thing where I was like, Justin is playing, is playing the game. Like he's actually being somebody else and not Justin. But I, I deeply enjoyed that because that was like my offer. I'm like, Justin is going to, probably not go with this and i want him to know that like i'm okay with that when i presented like the other choice and like this is fully like i won't feel bad basically like this is your more selfish decision but it's fine because you're important and you can do this and you shouldn't be have to be tethered to someplace else like you don't have responsibility here yeah but he chose to do that and i just loved him like ascending the throne and getting big and turning into devil (laughs) boss that's pretty cool which is pretty awesome and then Jacob, of course, recently, it's uh, this will come out after, so I can say it. But when he turns like his Super Saiyan Mega Solarian and does that whole fight sequence with Tarin, honestly, my favorite bad guy that I've done. Oh, also, my, also my favorite part with you was definitely with uh, Bonnie. And uh, oh, yeah. when In you meet alleyway. her again and she blows up the crew, that oh, was a that big one, one yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. But yeah, when Jacob's Super, yeah. super Saiyan Solarian and doing yeah. that whole thing, I really enjoyed writing that arc. and. Yeah actually finally doing it was so much fun i might be biased but i think bonnie was the best villain out of all of them she caused the most damage <laughs> yeah. like for sure like she her ramifications like reverberated through like the, the yeah, change course of the entire podcast absolutely mm-hmm. like she was brutal and that was such a spur of the moment decision <laughs> for me that i was like i have all these characters that i like, built already and i'm like she would do this like she's fighting mercer and they're all in one place and she wants to go yeah. for the heart every time so yeah, no, mm-hmm. it was good, definitely. Yeah. It was hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it was hardcore. I'm a little sad I let you kill her, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Joe, we've been friends for over 10 years now, and yeah. we know each other pretty well. Yep. Uh, do you ever find it difficult to play the oblivious character when you may know exactly what the <laughs> Galaxy Master is going to do, i.e. probably me to you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes. I think I, I think it, it's there hasn't been a ton of ones in in every this time campaign. i want you to take the elevator <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> exactly it's like that's where my paranoia of elevators comes from and i'm pretty sure that goes back to something that happened in our, our pfz days i think uh, yeah pfz and probably when we played with uh bruno and justin when i would but there wouldn't that. have been any elevator because that was past no no yeah it was past my way i think i trying so, to trick you with devils that's yeah. why i thought felt like it was and so odd that, that you were so trusting to the devils right oh away. yeah yeah i think i think it's I, you know, like normally it is like I'm like, oh yeah, and there's still times where I'm like, yeah, okay, like this is definitely a Connery quest or like mm-hmm. a Connery villain or something. But yeah. um, I think evil. I think just the fact that the setting is so different and 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 like I said, I've just I've just been getting like really lost in Mercer and like mm-hmm. really like just for whatever reason I I just like it's so easy to play as him. Yeah, and I think like that has helped me a little bit not try and like meta game and mm-hmm. and be like, oh, what's Connery gonna do? And I just kind of take it as it comes. And I think also just like. 
it's, you know, the interesting thing about this is I think it's the most like engaged group that I've played with because Mm -hmm. like, because we're doing it as a podcast that like everybody is like always like pretty much focused, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes like when, if it's like, Oh, we split up. I'll like not pay attention because yeah. I'm like, well, I don't need. Like, I'm not yeah, supposed to know like, what happens exactly. anyway. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of like tune out. <laughs> but like, if we're all like in the scene at the same time, like we're all focused, and I think mm-hmm. that also has helped me like stay in character and like think about like what my teammates are doing and all that. And that's good. Um, so it's it's. I think sometimes I can kind of predict what's coming, but I think I I think I've done a pretty good job like staying in as mercy. No, I I, th- and, I think so too. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think you've yet to ever be like, no, don't do this. He's going. <laughs> he's setting us up for something. Yeah. It, but but have I am am I predictable as a player? Am, like since we've known each other, can you kind of know what I'm going to do whenever you, I walk into a room? <laughs> I, I I think sometimes like what I was thinking about this last night, and I was like. I, I don't exactly know what you're going to do when you walk into a room, but I know that you'll always try to outrules me every time. <laughs> like that is your specialty. You're a strategist. And so I can't beat you with that. So I'll know that what if it's rules are involved, like you you will win. But if I try to like get you out of like the setting of rules and get you into like a, a role play setting. The role play setting, combat. you'll yeah. be more vulnerable, like being able to like pick out the parts of Mercer that maybe reflect you a little bit more and be like <laughs> I can twist this around to be like, maybe, maybe he'll do this thing. And sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. Because, of course, you're going to surprise me, usually. Yeah, Yeah, I think Mercer has been a bit more of a surprise than my usual character. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely a little stinker. (laughs) Because he's a (laughs) two-year-old. Yeah, he's a little stinker sometimes. (laughs) Speaking of which, of Mercer and all of our friends, in the Cycle campaign, half the point of this whole thing has been me trying to convince you all that ending this the Cycle will have horrible consequences. And you guys have been pretty just gun ho about being like, no, it's not. No, it's not every time. <laughs> Even though all these characters are telling you this could get really, really bad. And before every fight, every prophet has even said, give me the family members. Go home. You don't have to do this. So I guess where it's, where this is more of like an in-game question. Like, where is this doggedness coming from? I, I think it's at the beginning it's you know this comes is this kind of co- goes back to that predictability that mm-hmm. like every connery villain i've ever faced mm-hmm. at the end has before the boss fight has given me a big long monologue <laughs> of why i should join him mm-hmm. and why what he's doing is good and it's not <laughs> actually evil and it's this whole like you know kind mm-hmm. of like anti-hero weird like you know thing mm-hmm. and um so i just was like so I, was, I think at first i was always just like no okay typical speech like mm-hmm. this is really a bad thing and i'm gonna kill it and then like <laughs> as it kept going i was like why does he keep like how us about how this might be good <laughs> like so kind of recently i was like maybe it's like maybe but i was like nah i mean i was like we've gotten this and then i think at this point it is just like this dogness where it's like well we've come this far yeah it's, we're it's so almost... close to rescuing a lot like we might as well just do it and see what happens exactly. that's what i'm having a lot of fun with recently especially with this like i was looking back on it i was thinking about it again last night before this and i was like it's so interesting because my whole point of this has been about like something my mom told me when I was a kid was every story I wrote was how does this story end? And uh, I, that would always terrify me as a kid. So I like I kind of put that as the mm-hmm. first planets thing where he doesn't it's, it's actually like living people in this universe, but like he doesn't want the story to end. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of him like resetting everything over and over again to prevent that like imminent end and kind of saying like, oh, I've tried to fight it and I've like almost lost. So I just kind of keep resetting over and over and over again. And then this idea of you guys like going through this whole adventure and being like, you could turn back any time, but you don't want to. Like you want to get to the end and you want to see exactly what's on the other side of this curtain, which I think is really, really cool yeah. in its own sense. Yeah. 
Ahem. Now we're moving on to the transition phase of the conversation. You don't have to say that either. I'm going to say that. (laughs) All right. So my whole campaign has been about the idea of coming from that probably about cycles and what happens when they break down because we do start to have creation fighting back this idea of the end and uh or the idea of the reset um do you have a theme in mind for what your arc is going to be like mine's in connery's campaign cycles and i've been really excited i'm hoping you do have an answer for me um you know i'm sorry to let you down but i don't Mm -hmm. mostly because i don't know how yours ends yet and i I, and i really like we've kind of talked about as this is as we've been discussing me taking over like how attached my story is going to be to yours and the due to the nature of yours with these cycles and what have you, like mm. we don't know, I have no idea how yours is going to end. Yeah. So it's going to look really heavily on what like, this, and, like the last thing you guys choose. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to depend on what we choose in the moment. So mm. it's, I don't really know what, because I don't know what mine's even going to be yet. I, I kind of have some, you know, um, I've been having everybody send in their character, kind of start building their characters with mm-hmm. me. And, um, we've been doing that process and that's been torturing me by the way. Like, I, I don't, I've been trying to like get out of like, everyone else is. Yeah. Like, not knowing everybody else is like <laughs> not knowing anything at all. Like I've, I've tried to get out of you and you, you were like, pretty tight. No, I'm about not going to tell. Is, yeah, no. Talia I'm, told like, me you leaked your character to her. I was disappointed. I've been doing that to everybody, <laughs> which I'm just like talking to them and then like, and then they're like, Oh, well, should it be a surprise? It's going to be like, yeah, good. three times <laughs> in a row with every I'm single person on this show. Um, just like fine yeah whatever but, but yeah so i have some ideas like for their characters you know and like a lot of mm-hmm. them have given me some you you justin tyler are the furthest along jacob's a little bit behind but so far what i've seen from him i've liked mm-hmm. but i don't have as much in mind from yet because he's doing a lot of custom stuff with yeah. his um but once i think we get his character complete um and i talk about it more i'll have some more ideas did but, you like the new stuff i put in i but, feel like i gave i yes, gave him more conflict yeah. oh yeah okay, the new good. stuff you have and the rest of your so that your the rest of you three have given me a lot to work with and i'm really excited good um so i have some ideas for that but as far as the overarching mm. theme not yet because i kind of want to see what happens with yours That's so i'm cool, sorry yeah. to disappoint you but. <laughs> it's fine i kind of figure out i'm asking this question and he's going to say no it's going to depend on what happens at the end of yours yeah. but i don't know sometimes all right, now it's time for this question of <laughs> is playing or GMing more fun for you, Joe? In in general, definitely GMing. Mm-hmm. Um I think that, you know, like I said, I've really enjoyed being Mercer and I've had a few other characters that I've really enjoyed, but I, I just love like you know, I, I, it's obviously a lot more work. Mm-hmm. And one thing I love about playing is be able to just sit down and play, like having yeah. <laughs> to prep. But Man, I just love like I, I do like the prep work, you know, and I do yeah, like you're the really good at encounters it. and mm-hmm. and I just love seeing what people give me and like yeah. giving them the situation, building the scene for them and, and seeing I'm, what I'm they do. Say, I'm gonna say you like literally blossom when you're a D, when you're like a DM or a GM <laughs> or whatever. Like literally, you like perform, which is yeah. like so out of con- character for just like Joe in general. Yeah. But you like just, like <laughs> perform, and it's always so cool. Yeah, no, def- it's definitely like I think since I've been a GM. You know, we started th- what, so three years ago now with that other campaign, and um, maybe four. It's like well, like three and a half, four almost when we started that other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's been like a different. It's like you know, it because like you said, I'm a much like quieter person normally, and like, but like it's the same thing where one time at work we were doing this like whole like raffle thing, and me and my coworker were like organizing it, and we were pulling names and stuff, and. 
he handed me the mic to talk and I just like went into GM mode and just started like, I was like, <laughs> like talking like, oh, like, you know, like a, like a auctioneer type, like just like, <laughs> and everyone was like staring at me like, where did this come from? And <laughs> I was are like, you? I was like, I just switched into GM mode and like, you know, and like nobody was like, everyone was just like floored that like all of a sudden this guy like never says a word. It's like one of my running this whole yeah, thing. One of my so. favorite moments of you doing that was like when oh, we were playing, we were playing your Pathfinder one and I think we were in like this like dwarf town or something like that or I'm trying to remember exactly what it was but it was like before we got sucked into that like bag or whatever to do that whole like it wasn't a bag maybe it was like a chest or a ruby or something but I'm I'm backtracking anyway I was I was talking to like this dwarf guy and he got really upset with me I think it was like a crime lord and Aldenar was like mouthing off to him <laughs> and then you like you literally stand up out of your chair <laughs> and you're like no how dare you oh I I, I said his, the, the wrong person was dead to him his brother and then he was oh. like what <laughs> oh yeah yeah I think that was it was like on that island or something right? yeah yeah something like that yeah but like that was I was like Joe takes this beyond serious <laughs> Seriously, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, what about for you? Like, do you enjoy find yourself enjoying GMing or playing more? I I like GMing to the point where I, I like telling stories in general. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a writer, so I like telling stories like that, and I like having a certain like sway over like telling other people's like narratives. And so I like that part a lot. I like doing the character pieces, but I think I might be a better player than I am a GM. Like, I'm good at the character moments, but I don't think I'm as strong as with encounters and like building those like big battlefields i'm like i can i can make it i can make like a big like choice scary like dramatic scene but like when it comes to like oh no we have to we have to fight i'm like okay well here we go fine we have to fight yeah and i think that's i think that's the biggest way you and i have very diff different styles of jamming oh absolutely and i think that's sort of the, the biggest way um you know i i've always thought you know it's more the way we tell our stories and you know, yours are always much more epic and on this grand scale. Like I always kind of think, you know, if, well, so if I'm going to put it, you know, I kind of think like Lord of the Rings versus like Game of Thrones or mm -hmm. like, I'm going to put it in sci-fi, like Star Wars versus Star Trek. We're yeah. like, Frodo's the only one that can take the ring to Mordor. And if he doesn't, the entire world ends. <laughs> yeah. Luke's the only one that can blow up to this side. If he doesn't, the entire world yes. ends. That's mm -hmm. your campaigns. Yeah. Mine. It's like, you know, Game of Thrones late seasons have been a little bit more epic, yeah. but it's like that early, like just like if you die, life people. will go on. Exactly. Yeah. If who cares? It's like the common throw doesn't care who's on the Iron Throne because they're mm -hmm. still gonna get screwed over. Yeah. You know, Star Trek is like they go to this planet, something happens to them. If they lose, well, their ship gets blown up. But guess what? The universe continues. Yeah. You exactly. Know? So it I think keeps spinning. I think that's our our biggest difference in our style. I would say so to too. Like, anyway. I I think you. I thought. I think. And I was. I was thinking about all this stuff, but. Um, one of the core things I think is where you you're a master probably at the mystery and I'm really good at the mm. morality. Yeah. So that like you you'll probably have some big overarching like mystery for us to solve <laughs> if I know you well. Yeah. And, and then my whole thing has literally been about like who are you like like mm -hmm. what's what's gonna go down who are you gonna be when these when this final decision is in front of you and after everything you've learned like what are you gonna do? Yeah. And I like the I like the um, and I like finding those smaller like moments of you know, just sort of like the mundane, but mm. it's not mundane because we're in a sci-fi, like a spaceship yeah, or a because we're in a, you know, fantasy setting. And yeah. it's, it's just interesting to me to see how, how people react to that. And, um, so it's my goats. Yeah. Well, so part of it is, you know, for me also, I just, I just have trouble thinking on that grand scale oh, and okay, that yeah. epic scale. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, where do you draw that inspiration from to oh. do that stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, 
Like I said, for this one, it was all about like, I wrote the ending first and the ending was very mm -hmm. big and crazy. And I like to make people feel like really like they're, they're like the heroes. Like, like if, if you don't do this, everything, like we said, everything's going to fall apart if you don't come through with this or like this, the reset will happen and everything will go back to being the same it was before. And you maybe don't want that. Maybe you do, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, my, my main inspiration for that is probably more like viewing things just on a grander scale. And I like bigger stories in general. So like, I, I, I that's almost like why I level you guys up so fast in this game. Cause I mm -hmm. want you to get to like this, like crazy place faster than mm -hmm. like, Oh, we've done like a uh, good, like 12, 15 episodes at level two. Mm, <laughs> okay. Like, well, like it's been fun, but like, yeah. you know, we're still level two. We're fighting like goblins and that's in blah. But so I want to be like, no, you're fighting the Kringbrog who, who erupts from the asteroid belt. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, most, it's mostly my desire to just be big and anime and stupid faster and crazier. Yeah. Especially yeah. with like a big sci-fi thing like this. I, I, think, I think bigger is usually better. Yeah. Let's talk about inspirations beyond our usual sci-fi fantasy settings. Like, do you usually draw anything outside of that or is it just pure, that pure shot of fantasy sci-fi into your blood? <laughs> Um, I think so. I, I don't know that I have an overall specific inspiration, but it's it's the moments I find and like, um, you know, like, I mean, this is sci-fi, I guess, but like with Mercer, he was obviously heavy ins heavily inspired by Blade Runner or more specifically the book it's based on, mm -hmm. The Android Stream of Electric Sheep. His name is even the name of the, you know, like religious, uh, like prophet in the book, Mercer and right, Mercerism yeah. and trying to become, you know, have empathy is sort of the whole goal of mm. Mercerism. And the fact, I thought the fact he's an Android made that, you know, kind of a fun twist. And John R. Isidore, his companion is the guy from the book. And, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, it's so sometimes I'll do stuff like that and I could call it more direct homage, I guess. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it, it really depends on the situation and maybe I'll, as players kind of throw stuff at me, I'm like, Oh, that reminds me of this or mm. oh, that reminds me of that. And, um, but, I, but for the most part, I don't know if I, really like pick um like pick something and say yeah. oh i want to copy this like you know yeah. it's more I, of like a I, yeah. I know that i've done a lot of that for everybody's yeah. arc like uh for our pride and prejudice for, for like our yeah pride and prejudice when i did a that was just clean punk what mm -hmm. talia coined i was i want i want punk apple products in <laughs> pride and prejudice time yeah. <laughs> which yeah. was really crazy and also like satan satan monsters as yeah. well and then uh, yours, I took heavy inspiration from Prince of Egypt and Blade Runner because I knew your Blade Runner reference, yeah. you, mostly because you told me. <laughs> and then for Talia's, that was a uh, alien and uh, like a, a a family drama, probably like yeah, fan, like a family drama one yeah. that kind of mixed together. Then for Justin, it was a Western in Hell, like literally that was it, like it's just a Western in Hell. And that was really obvious. And then Jacobs was Green Lantern, yeah. Star Wars, and Dragon Ball ever, Z. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything Jacob loves. Yeah, everything Jacob loves just smashed into one thing. And I was like, that's, and that was probably the most crazy <laughs> one because we were at high levels yeah, now. It was very Jacob. It was very, very Jacob. I agree. And he got to, he got to make out with a dying girl in the end. He got yeah. to do all the tropes. It was great. Yeah. Did you learn any lessons from me GMing Joe or any thoughts of improvement that you have going forward into your game? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think um, mostly like as 
like doing this in the podcast setting. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, I've been going back and listening to some of the old ones, like you said, that are more yeah. awkward when I'm like, what could we have done better? And, and yeah. the new ones we do most of it better, but mm-hmm. you know, just trying to be like, how can I, how can I learn from this? Yeah. And, um, I think the one thing, um, we've talked about already that, mm-hmm. um, and kind of how you mentioned like, Oh, I don't want to be two, three episodes, you know, 12 episodes in still at level two. So yeah. what I want to do is I, th- I think one cool thing you did was our origin stories. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of an afterthought. I think, I think it only came about, with doing Mercer's yeah we were out of episodes yeah we were out of episodes and you were like what if we go and do an origin story (laughs) and then we did it for and you know I think those have those all have pretty high listen counts and I think people enjoyed them and Mm -hmm. um so I want to do that at the start you know Mm -hmm. I want to take that and say all right let's let's do these origin stories because I also thought when we were playing I was like this is weird that I'm level like whatever I was six at the time or no probably not that high but and I but I'm, so I have all my abilities, but it's earlier, you know, so. Yeah, it was more like us being so lazy and didn't want to make a level one Mercer like, yeah, again. <laughs> so, but then I was like, well, maybe I'll do that. So we'll do the origin story and I'm going to have everyone start at level one. Mm. And then by the end of it, they'll be, I'm thinking probably like level three. Yeah. So then we'll start off the main campaign, everyone mm. at level three. That's good. And I think it'll help a little bit, help yeah. us do some more exciting things right from the get go. I like that. And I think that, again, it'll, it'll make a little bit more sense. And I think getting everyone to do their origin story first is going to allow people to draw from that. Cause I think that's once I did my origin story, I think I really drew like drew more from Mercer and like, was like, this that's, is that's how really he, what everybody is. said. It was like such a stupid thing. Like we literally should have just like done the origin stories. Yeah. Again. Like I'm excited for everybody to just like know their character right off the bat when yeah. you actually start your game. Yeah. So, and I think that's going to help a lot because I, I really want to, I really want to try and get people to like really get into their characters. And, um, I think, um, I think that's going to be a good way to do it. Um, I'll probably, you know, I might even bring in some guest guest players for those origin stories if I That'll feel be like, because you know, it would have been kind of nice to have someone be Isidore, you know, yeah. or like, like you know, not that you did a bad job, but just because he's on my team, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like it's not, you know, so yeah, yeah, it's not counting um, working against. It kind of would have been interesting. So if I feel that's necessary, I might bring someone yeah. in. It worked it, really it, well it for it. the Talia Swarm episode. That too, yeah, yeah. For having, yeah that's having like, you did do it for hers, yeah, yeah. Having yeah. the girls be there, it was like it worked like just fine with yeah. having, like, especially with there's so many people for that. Exactly, you know? yeah. So yeah, I think. uh and even just for like, because like they're, you know, in mind, it was like I started talking and then Bonnie, Bonnie and then Bonnie would chime in. It was like, so it's like you talking with yourself, which is fine. But oh, yeah. But like, I just sound like a crazy person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it helps it make it more dynamic when there's more people. So. Totally. Yeah. So should players do something wildly unexpected? Do you have a more contingency based style of planning for a campaign or is it a wing it situation? I, I guess. I think I, I usually try and plan some sort of contingencies. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to do um, as a GM is what I've learned since, even since our Pathfinder days, you know, I've still been GMing another group uh, with some of my old coworkers. Cheating on us. <laughs> I mean, I like GMing, so, you know, uh, like, this is where I get to play in GM. Um, and with that, they're, they are pretty un- unpredictable. And mm-hmm. they, because a lot of them have like an improv background. Oh, that's they, cool. And it's, so it's a lot of fun playing with them, but it does keep me on my toes. Mm. And I think what I've kind of learned is that with these situations, like rather than set up a very specific thing, I just say, okay, here's where they are. And I say, here's what's, what's in the room. Mm-hmm. Here's the people in the room. And I give the people kind of motive motives. Mm-hmm. And then I just give Go. it to them. <laughs> so it's like, there's no, I don't, I never anymore you know i used to kind of be like oh this is what they're gonna do this and this mm-hmm. is you know what they should do to get around it i just say okay here's i think of like a million different ways that could go 
and I just put it together. And I think I've gotten better too, being flexible and improving as a GM. Yeah. And saying, okay, you know, that because the, they'll still surprise me with stuff. I'm like, I thought of all these possibilities, and they think of some crazy. Th- and I'm like, all right, well, you know, now <laughs> we, we are. And you know, like one time we, one of their one of the players uh, died, and like dead, 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 dead. and. Uh, so we, they had to, they, and it was like at the start of the game. And I was like, well, I'm not going to make him like, sit, you know, sit here for like, eight yeah. and, and I was like, well, you know, you could go to town and like find a priest to resurrect him. And so they like went to town and, and the whole episode, be, or not episode, the, <laughs> the session. whole session became about them, uh, like trying to revive him. And, you know, they went to town and the priest was like, oh, you need a diamond. Of course they're really expensive. And they're yeah. like, you know, one of them was like, oh, there's like a talent, there's a poster for a talent show in town. Let's win the grand prize. <laughs> and then, so I had to like throw together this entire talent show, like on the spot. That's and really funny. It was, so, yeah, it was great. It was a really fun. And just like, and that was, so that was a completely, I'd had to wing that whole thing. But, mm-hmm. but a lot of times what I do is I draw from previous experience and that's mm-hmm. where being a gem for a long time comes in. Mm-hmm. Cause if you remember in our, our, our archery campaign, contest. Mm-hmm. we had the archery contest. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, and we did that, um, when Tyler bailed on us, we yeah. did the. You guys had the the performance where you sang "Take on Me" because he because <laughs> he bailed in his set. So we had a few situations like that where there was an audience and judges and scores mm-hmm. and and um. So I was like, okay, I'll kind of pull from all that. And here's what happened. You know, I I had that that theater map. So I like yeah. brought, I went to my bookshelf, <laughs> grabbed the theater map, and here you go. Here and, we go. And, <laughs> and, so yeah, I mean, there's always. I always you know. love like this fantasy center doing like a talent show. Like, yeah. It always seems so <laughs> stupid and fun to me every time. Like I love it. I swear. Yeah. Oh man. So you mentioned that your friend died. Like mm-hmm. how do you deal with character death? Like probably on this show. Like we had yeah. one scare with Justin <laughs> did, once yeah. with him like dying. And I was like, holy crap, I, Justin's guys died. Yeah. This is going to get complicated. It's, you know, it's, I've been thinking about that and it's interesting because you know, with start with Pathfinder, it's a little bit different. And I think like that, I, I was like, and that was the thing where with that, like I knew he was at the very beginning. I was like, I don't want to make him sit dead all day. So I was like, I'll, I'll let him resurrect him. Otherwise I probably would have been like, well, you know, resurrection is expensive, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I knew he wanted to play with this though. You know, since it's an episode by episode, like yeah. if someone dies, there's not as much of a pressure of like, well, cause then we'll just, you know, finish the episode yeah. and then we'll open a character. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think all of us at some point though, have had a, part where we thought maybe we were gonna die i mean yeah. i during the one profit battle in my arc i was like on, oh yeah right on, on the roof on the plane, of the ship yeah. Uh-huh. like yeah you almost um, died in that one ja- uh jacob almost died with bonnie bonnie right with the rest of the crew that, no that was when uh that was when justin almost died like, we thought bonnie oh, killed that's in, right. like the entire crew and justin yeah yeah <laughs> and then yeah but we've all kind of been like oh we're gonna die yeah and the interesting thing is a lot of us, we've all also been like, oh, well, like we'll roll up yeah. a new character. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because even though I love, because I was the same way. I was like, oh, whatever, I'll be a new character. Yeah. Even though I loved Mercer. And I think there's, for some reason, I think there's a difference between Starfinder and Pathfinder in that way. Yeah. Like, I, and I think it's, as I was like kind of reading the rules, I'm like, it's kind of like almost like in Starfinder, it's like built for characters to die more yeah. easily. Like, Because it's really hard for them to die. Like it's it, not though. It, no, I thought it really was because like they have you got stamina points, you have like a hundred of those, and then like especially at higher levels, like it gets tough, and then like you can spend resolve points to pop back up. And, but like once you're out of resolve points, I guess then then you do. You know die. what I mean? So yeah, like I think dead, it's dead. I think it's an interesting and like there's and the other thing is the massive damage rule. Yeah. Where in Pathfinder that's optional. If you yeah, take I guess a certain so. amount of damage, you're dead permadeath. Yeah, I like the massive damage. But in Starfinder, right. it's mm-hmm. it's a rule. Like yeah. it's not optional. If you take you know if you take more 
double your hit points. Your max hit, no, it's your max hit oh, points max hit and points. current hit points combined. So like if uh-huh. you have, let's say, five max hit points for simplicity's mm-hmm. sake, and you're at two currently, and you yeah. take eight damage, you're dead. So yeah. like, you know, I, I think that's... And then the, the biggest thing is... If you're on a starship, your entire mm-hmm. party is on a starship. Yeah, what if your starship up, blows up? TPK right there. Yeah. But that's that's what happens. So yeah. I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm, if death happens, it's going to happen. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to pull any punches, but, yeah. you know, I'm never going to, I'm never going to throw you guys intentionally into a situation where, where you can't overcome Oh, yeah. It. And besides, I'm sure like we'd have like some kind of like escape pod scenario. Yeah. Like, if you're in a maybe, ship, like, maybe like somebody dies, like or, two or, or something, two people. but, but yeah. I'm definitely not going to gonna like pull any punches because of that and i think totally. that'll make it a little more interesting yeah and, like you said um, game of thrones yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's gonna be it's you know if it happens it'll happen and you know i, I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how close you guys get and but i'm definitely gonna talk with everyone about it and be like this is like i'm not trying to kill you guys but don't get too attached to your character <laughs> <laughs> don't get too attached. we're gonna play playing the dark souls of yeah. this yeah Jose smiling because we're we're gonna play Bloodborne <laughs> after this, Jose. Don't you worry. <laughs> but yeah, I I've, I've recently delved into the lore of like the Dark Souls game just because like I like that game series and I didn't know much about it, and so I started watching these videos. And it turns out that like I su- almost like subliminally, subliminally, unconsciously, <laughs> unconsciously kind of like wrote a kind of Dark Soulsy campaign where that whole campaign is literally about like a cycle that's that's going like light. And skipping dark and light and light and light and this like fire that represents it all slowly like dwindling and fading away, which I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's kind of similar to mine. That's fun. I really didn't know that until I actually like started looking into this. I'm like, oh, well, so if any of you is like, oh, this is a Dark Souls ripoff, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> and I'm leaning into it now. So eat it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but you mentioned that um, you you kind of do prefer playing over GMing. Yeah. And so what are you looking forward to about sitting on the other side of the screen and being uh, a player? I'm looking forward to playing one person as like a big thing. <laughs> I'm looking forward yeah. to be really focusing on somebody. Like I'm really excited to play my new character that I've been making. Like he's, he's really cool. And I kind of like based him off of like part sitcom character. And then like, I literally, the thing I just sent you or the character portion of like the sheet you send us all, like the one I just sent is, Something I kind of did spur the moment where I was like, I wanted to toy, toy with making a happy character. And then I was like, I, I need something, some kind of like, I don't know, like drawing thing that would actually make this person maybe have an obligation or maybe just want to get back into the fray or like have some even combat experience. Because mm-hmm. so far what I had him, like he is not a fighter person. And so adding that thing kind of gave him more of somebody who's seen some shit and will like, it's tough enough to be like, I'll do this, but even if it hurts me, but it will, mm-hmm. but I'll do it. So I'm excited to play with him and yeah. And see everybody else and probably like, just kind of sit back and actually have a story be told, told to me. So yeah. I'm going to enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to talking about your game, Joe, which honestly, like I said, I keep saying I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. So um, what are your favorite moments to deliver as the GM? Um, I think that those, you know, the moments that make me like have an unex or moments how am I trying how am I trying to put this <laughs> the moments that surprise me yeah you know what I mean those moments where like um, I do something and the player like reacts some way that I hadn't thought of mm. or that that like you know even maybe I had thought of it but just the way they do it or the way they you know when I when I see the player get really into it that's mm. my favorite you know it's not so much delivering moments to them because mm. um, my philosophy kind of has grown and as I've DM'd into it's really like 
about the players and like it's it's their story Mm -hmm. you know and like like i said how i now i just kind of like set up a scene of like people and sometimes don't even have a story in mind for Mm -hmm. it and i let the players find it because they're the ones you know and that's why it's been easier for me to to do so you know uh, to do stuff like this, like I've never, you know, you're a writer, mm-hmm. I'm not. And, and so it's when I used to jam, I was like, I have to try and think of the story, but I'm like, no, I don't. And like, that's what, that's, what's been kind of liberating for me. You know, yeah. with you, it works because you are a writer, you know how to write plot and all that. But it's like, for me, I'm like, I, you know, <laughs> I'm lost. And I just like it, but it's been liberating being like, oh, I can let the players write it for me <laughs> like, yeah, you know i can let them yeah you do all the heavy lifting yeah like it's it's a really good thing to like have that in like in like your back pocket yeah just to be like this is the and, scenario uh, and uh-huh. i'll pick the most interesting thing yeah. that's come out of this and of course we were like oh like did you plan that and i was like yeah of course i did <laughs> like, you know they don't know and you know that that's actually something like uh going back to um when i was in scouts my scout master used to say to me when i you know i used to be kind of touched on it. He used to be like terrified of public speaking and, mm-hmm. and he'd always be like, no one knows what you're supposed to say besides you. Mm-hmm. So whatever you say is right. So just say it. And like that always like stuck with me that I was like, yeah, like it's true. Like if I mess up, unless it's like I'm reciting something that, you know, like the pledge yeah. of allegiance, I mess up. Like everyone knows. But if I'm like giving a speech or telling oh, a yeah. story, playing like no one knows if I messed up, yeah. except for me. So, it, you know, and, and I that's heard kind that of advice been, in elementary school. I used to be petrified too. Yeah. Like, literally I had this one speech. I like, I sobbed as like a little child, just like running off the stage. Like, I can't do this. And then like the next day, like one of my teachers said, like, it's, it's a learning I'll be like, you know, every single person in that audience. No, I'm, that like, too. I'm like, I, I like, <laughs> I literally do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so that, that was the thing that like helped me is like being able to, I guess, basically public speaking thing. I don't know if we're sidetracked definitely, but just, Going that that helped me being like I know some people in this audience and I can play to yeah. them rather than also also like the bullshitting thing is really yeah. great just being like you don't know yeah but I think that's it's not necessarily off topic because I think for me that's like one of the big things about um, role playing games like this is just like finding that other side of yourself and and mm-hmm. growing and you know I always like bring up uh tim like our friend who played pertinax like oh. because he was so different when he'd sit down at the and table and he moved to france and then, like, I <laughs> he wish fell he in was... love and moved to yeah. france and... <laughs> literally <laughs> um, like i know, wish the guy was still yeah, here he would have been so good on this yeah i miss playing with him but he's just the, always this quiet stoic guy like barely you know barely talked and you know and and um, when we were your friends, but then like once we started playing together, I was like, man, like he was seeing hysterical, him, seeing him really come alive. He was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just seeing him come alive and like be Pertinax. Like yeah. it was so awesome. And that's, that's also some of my favorite, like it kind of goes into my favorite stuff. Favorite jam moments is just like seeing, seeing that happen. Like I would even say that one of my favorite moments was most of my favorite moments involve Pertinax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like literally as we played your game, I'm like, I, I think somebody asked like, who's like the main character? My like, Pertinax is the main character. <laughs> he had, um, he became, you know, like, he, he literally became the main he character. He became the main character because, yeah. Like I remember trying to be like, Aldenar is the main character. I'm like, you know what? No. It was even I, really kind of set up that way because it was like, you were the noble and yeah. like you were, you know, I was like, yeah, I but was no, prepared it, to like take everybody on the quest. It like, quickly became it quickly about became Pertinax's Pertinax story. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Like just like the power a player can have a, like literally just somebody being like, it's going to be my thing and being like someone's yeah. performance and be like, no, we're, we're going to do what yeah. you want to do because this is just so great. Exactly. Like that was like my favorite moment of all time was, was Tim's last set. Session. And I, we're gonna get to that question. Don't we are? No, we're not. Oh, we're not. We're not? The, the, oh, okay, okay. No, we're not. No. Yeah, yeah. 
Tim's very last session. If this was so great, we we <laughs> his whole his whole character was he was a half work mm. looking for his dad. His dad was a human knight, so he always called himself a half human and pretended to be a knight, pretended to be smart. But he of course, like he, was a dumb, he was like a dumb. He was like a dumb work. Yeah, at one point, I gave him a, a cloak of 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 guy, a cloak of human guys that allowed him to look he like just a human. Like an ugly and it was human. it was so great because he had a choice of like all these magical items, like powerful weapons, good mm. armor, like, you know, rings of, of plus one shield and whatever. And he, and he chose the cape. He chose that cape. And I was like, this is, I was so happy when he chose mm. that cape because, you know, I was like, that's what he would do. That's what Pertinax would do. And yeah. He got so into it. But my favorite moment was his last game. I was like, I, we knew he was moving off to France. And I was like, all right, I got to, I got to let him meet his dad. Yeah. So we, uh, we, so Starfinder crossover. And it was, yeah, it was when Starfinder, they released the, the, um, what was it called? The first contact and a sort of the basic a little bit, a little taste of Starfinder before it fully came out. And I was like, oh, I want to try this out. So I said that his dad was stuck in this other dimension. And so they went in there to find him and they got laser weapons and whatever. But, um, <laughs> they finally, we, I had, uh, our other friend, David come and play his dad. I was so mad at him. Without- such an asshole. <laughs> I was glad. I know, but he would think that later, like you told me, like Tim wanted him to be an asshole, and I was like, "Yeah, exactly." Like, be oh, nice because to your oh, son. oh, I see. You didn't know he was supposed know. to. Be. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was the thing. Tim and I kind of had said like he he thinks his dad would be an asshole if they were mad and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So I told David that, and I said, "Hey, David, like you know, this you're gonna and and uh, David was such a trooper. He stayed upstairs at my parents' house, like doing some work on his laptop for like four or five hours. We like played long that day, huh? Yeah, but like, you know, but then he joined and it was longer once he joined. But like, yeah, it was like the first like, because I was like, I don't know when he's going to meet him. So I'm just going to text you and, you know, come downstairs. And he's like, all right. So he showed, you know, he was sitting up there. That was a reveal. Such a trooper. And so as soon as like, I was like, you see a man in like brilliant shining armor and (laughs) and you hear David's footsteps come down the stairs and David's just like, hello, son. And Tim (laughs) just like died inside. He gets to be like, oh, like, and, you know, and David played it perfectly was like such like a you know just like always saying how disappointing he was and like how you know tim and, i don't remember and, that <laughs> and or whatever just like being a just like being a jerk to him and like oh like i get, or maybe not disappointed but like embarrassed to have this orc bastard like yeah. you know and at the end of the combat like they're you know fighting the the, what a list. the yeah it's a necrophage yeah. and starfinder uh keeping pertinax and or um brython his father imprisoned david you know looked at at Tim was like, I want you to take the final kill. And, and it took Tim like four rounds to finally land it. But nobody else, everyone at the table was so into it. They just kept passing their turns and being like, no, you got this. You got this for a next. And everyone was cheering him on. And he just kept like, he kept missing. And like, he was trying to like climb up onto that platform to get him and like falling off. And like, finally, yeah, his dad helped him up onto the platform. He's like, you got this, son. And like, and finally, Pertinax landed that final blow. And then in my head, in like my mind's eye, I had this thing like almost like a, a dad teaching his son how to swing yeah. a baseball bat. So he's like standing yeah. over him and like almost makes yeah. him land the Exactly. And then, and then at the end, when Fred finally killed him, 
David like got up out of his seat and was like, son, I'm so proud of you. He's like, I want you to have my sword and like pretend to like hold a sword out. And Tim got up out of the seat, got down on a one knee and like bowed his head and like took the imaginary sword from him. And it was so great. It sucks. That we're talking like, about these two people I, that aren't I, on the show. <laughs> well, I know, but it's just, it's such a great moment. And I, I like a tear literally came to my eye that moment. Oh. I was like, this is like the, this is so great. And just, and that, that was, that's definitely the, just the way everybody, cause it wasn't even just Tim, but like the way everybody was like letting him take that final blow and like mm-hmm. just the way everyone reacted that whole time was, was just perfect. Well, that was a great one. That one was like so yeah. much fun. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so we talked about your favorite moments, but what player antic probably annoys you the most? I, I think mostly just, um, metagaming or like in a, in a, not necessarily like, obviously like there's a certain levels of metagaming, like mm. just experienced players sometimes can't help it. Like, yeah. you know, that, that skeletons are mm. more prone to bludgeon damage. So, yeah. And okay, whatever. But like, you know, if you're like obnoxious about it and like, you know, this is when kind of like talking out of character and like, be, like not being fully present and like, kind of like, like on your phone. The yeah. Time, like on your yeah. phone or, or in, yeah. And, and then that way sort of met like, just like talking, you know, talking about other stuff and like, obviously it's a long time, but like, and just like doing stuff outside the game, I guess. And not, not in like, and then if, if, if it goes too far, like yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. people, it's like a long thing and I don't, I don't care. And, um, but when it, when you're, I guess just like being blatantly distracting to other players mm-hmm. or, or something like that. And, you know, there's nothing really in game that people do that really annoys me. The, the only thing, you know, I think, I think the most annoying character I've had was Malchris <laughs> only because he was so min maxed and optimized that I felt it really ruined it for the rest of the party oh, because excuse me. <laughs> no, I mean, no offense, right? It's just like, like you we would go to combat and Malchus would kill everything and then no one else would do anything. And I, I, I just always felt bad for everyone else. So I was like, you know, well, it was like you and Welly, like Welly, cause he was the archer. So he yeah. would like shoot a bunch yeah, of yeah, arrows. Yeah, yeah. You would go in and charge with mm-hmm. your lance and kill everything. And then everyone else was like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and that's sort of also part of the metagaming and like being able to like min max your character to a point where there's, yeah. and, and, and the, the, but the thing is like I love I like doing that as a player like I don't blame you at all like Mercer's pretty optimized and, no like, yeah pretty I, mean, I was like I, I could cough really hard right now <laughs> I'm not and I'm not like I'm not yeah I'm not saying that to like be mean or, or no no yeah because I, I, I agree M- uh, Malchris was but, was my like yeah. attempt at, at definitely meta game or gaming the system yeah and, and like, that's he is a rock star yeah. it's one thing where if everybody's kind of like that and we have the whole party is is pretty mm. optimized and and everyone's still doing a lot of damage but everyone's contributing yeah and which <clears throat> which happens still sometimes mostly late late now mercer is a little bit better at combat but early yeah. mercer early, no. wasn't he didn't yeah. do anything in combat mm-hmm. so you know even though he was optimized out of combat with piloting and all that mm-hmm. so you know th- there's always that balance and so those i think are sort of things that annoy me more but and that's why with with these new characters I haven't given anybody anything stats wise. Like oh, yeah. every every single thing, every choice and the questions I've given them has just been about character. And then yeah. we'll come together and say, okay, based on and that's is what I've done. With you, you already had a character in mind before I started and and, yeah. and it's fine. I'm like, yeah. okay, this is still okay. I can re roll them or whatever. Right. And yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily mind. Like, we'll see. But like with, with like Justin, you know, he didn't know what class he wanted to be. He didn't mm-hmm. know what race he wanted to be. And so with, as things went along, I was like, okay, this is your character's background. You should be this class. And he was like, yeah, yeah like that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. I want to be that class. Yeah. And that, that for me has been like, that's been fun. Same thing. Tali, we haven't necessarily picked her class yet, but there's a few that we're kind of looking at. And mm-hmm. um, so I think that 
for me, that's a much more fun way to build a character. And that's really what I did with Mercer is I was like, oh, he worked in a junkyard and mm -hmm. repairing ships. He should be a mechanic, you know? Yeah. And so, and there's, you know, and, and it'll, there's still ways that if, if you really, if we kind of come up with a pretty broken character, I'll help you optimize it. Yeah. But that's, that's really what I want to do. That's good. Speaking of which, of optimizing characters and creating worlds, do you consider yourself more of a world builder or a character piece kind of guy? <laughs> um, I think... Actually, kind of discussed, I guess. Yeah, we a, did a, a world builder because yeah. I, but <clears throat> I do still like those those character moments. Like I said, like with mm -hmm. Tim, and I, I don't necessarily know that those are opposite things. I think. No, yeah, um, I don't think so. I, so. I just know you're excellent at like, you're very very good at creating like giant worlds. Like you yeah. usually make a big map before you do a yeah, game. Yeah, like Theria like, was, yeah. was a big map, and, and then usually <laughs> have like a, a background lore usually as well. Mm -hmm. That's that's always really cool. And yeah. being like, well, this happened for this, and this happened for this, and this happened for this, which is really cool yeah. and gives the place a history. And yeah, a little harder in space. Like, exactly, like drifting so different planets. It's a lot easier to do in Pathfinder, mm -hmm. which is one continent most yeah. likely, or mm -hmm. maybe a few, but it's one planet. Um, and with this, I'll admit, like, I'm mostly taking stuff from Paizo. Like, I'm mostly using their setting <clears throat> because there's just, it's just like, I just can't, like, you know, and then, so we'll make, I'm sure there'll be a few plans we land on that I'll invent, but yeah. I'm like, I just can't make that many plans that are interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just going to pull from what they have. It's um, smart. Take, take from the yeah, and, yeah. And I think it's, you know, and, and their stuff is great. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really like, I'm rating all their plans. So I was like, this is probably like a similar plan to what I would make anyway. And yeah. like, this is, you know, so, um, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to explore those worlds. You know, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for, for some of them. And, and Justin, I've talked about his home, which home planet he picked and mm. it's a really good one. And, and that's, that's yeah. Within that world is mm. where I'm going to dive in and say, okay, here's this city, here's this whatever. Yeah. And, but I have stuff to draw from. So it makes it a little easier on me. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Good. So I feel like strategy is going to play a big part in your upcoming campaign. Um, do you have any ideas how we're going to move beyond like, Basically saying, oh, I take cover, I ready in action, I move here. Like, uh, any ideas on that? Because I know you're going to be a, a big, just a big thing is going to focus on, like, probably placement and, like, where you're at in the combat situation. And Yeah, so I, that's part of what uh, I've always enjoyed about the game is the map. And we've been doing Starship Apollo so far without a map, except mm -hmm. for, like, the one spaceship combat. And then the rest of them we haven't even used a map for it. And, and um, just because that's the way my brain works. I like that mm -hmm. tactical aspect and, you know, and it's, it's Starship Nepal has been fine without it. It's worked obviously. Mm -hmm. yeah. But for me, I like seeing that. And I think it's, I think it's going to help because I'll draw a map and it's like, Oh look, here's this crate I can duck behind. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I'm going to go duck behind this crate and take cover. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I actually found a, a pretty good video about all the kind of combat rules I'm going to send oh, everyone good. beforehand. So everyone nice. can kind of take a look and, because I think that, you know, and it's just something that we've never really, a lot of the stuff too, like we've just never played with a lot, like combat maneuvers and like, mm -hmm. I want to explore more. And I've been doing that with my other group where like, because sometimes it's, 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 it's funny because it's like, there's some, some really obvious ones we could do, but mm -hmm. we just never, it just never crosses our mind. And I yeah. want to get us in that mode and like, like tripping or disarming, especially yeah. like there's so many times where we fight people and we're like, we want to try and talk them down. Mm -hmm. Like we could just disarm them. And then like. <laughs> what are they going to do? You know, they have to listen <laughs> to us. So gun. it's like, yeah. So it's like, I just feel like there's so, it, it gives you so many more options when you actually like dive into all the rules and fully utilize them that, you know, I think, I think that's what I, my biggest thing with rule, like everyone's listening to the podcast knows how much I'm always throwing the rules in Connery's face. But like, for me, I think, I think the rules make it more freeing because, because you have a specific set of guidelines. So it's like, you're not just like, well, can I do this? Can't it's like, you know what you can do. 
and within those rules, you can you can attempt stuff, and then it also kind of makes it so that the everybody is kind of and everyone's playing with those same rules, the Galaxy Master and the players, and and it's um, it for me, it's like it gives you some more ideas and. And then it also, there's a lot of like class features um, that apply to specific rules that are kind of useless if you don't play with all the rules. And that's mm-hmm. always why it's always a big thing for me too, that like you got to, you know, some of the stuff, like I probably still won't use like encumbrance unless it's like a huge thing, you yeah. know, but, um, but it is, it is actually though, the more I've looked at it, I'm like, it kind of is important in Starfinder only because of gravity and the way mm-hmm. things work like that. And I'm like, well, you kind of do need to somewhat keep track of it. And, and I don't know, but, um, but yeah, I think. So what I've been doing with my other campaign is having my bad guys use more of those combat maneuvers yeah. and use more of those things that the players are like, oh, I can do that too. And then they yeah. kind of like, you know, and it's kind of been helping with that. And, and it's it's led to some interesting things. And I think making creative maps rather than just like a big square room like yeah. is going to help. And that's sort of what, I, what I'm planning on doing to right. make it make it more dynamic, the combats. And obviously since podcasts are, are an audio medium, um, it's going to be hard for players to see. So I'm going to have people try and like really describe, yeah. you know, I'll make sure I really describe the map and what, where things are. And mm-hmm. then people say, oh, I moved to this crate in the corner across yeah. from blah, blah, blah. So that people yeah. can kind of know what's Solid. happening. But, yeah. 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 I like that. Get it more, uh, what's called cinematic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we usually deal with players determined to fulfill a vision of an event they have in their head that may differ from your own? And I, the better example of this is like, in, in your Pathfinder campaign, I had a character who was basically a heightened version of me that was kind of an asshole. <laughs> and and uh, he was betrothed to this one, like, this one lady that he was kind of like, eh, she's fine. Like, she's like, she's okay. She's better than the other ones. Because he was a count. He was a noble with him. We went through that. Mm-hmm. But he, she was a noble. So yeah, she was a noble of, too. It was like so. somewhat an arranged marriage. Exactly. Kinda, right? Somewhat yeah. arranged things. Because he like literally rejected almost every other yeah. person. So he's like, well, it's this or nothing. And I got to... Secure my kingdom stuff. Sure, fine, whatever. And I was so psyched about this wedding, like for yeah. the longest time. Like Aldenar wasn't, but Connery was very excited about the wedding. Like that's almost all I would talk about every single yeah. time. He'd be like, "When's the wedding? When's the wedding? When's the wedding?" And eventually, at at one point, like we just wildly spun out of control with a. It was just me and a Cutter, Cutter and, and Tim, yeah. and we. I forget the exact circumstance. I think it was like me going well, to visit his we like, were, mentor. We were actually very close to the wedding. Yeah, we were. We, yes, that's right. We were at that. We were we were ready to go. I mean, we were at the castle, mm-hmm. that her her family's castle. Yep, yep. Then we had a session where you threw the only ones that showed up. So I was like, yep. well, okay, we can't do that. I was like, this was when we would have done the wedding. Yeah. But since it's only the three of you, I mm-hmm. know Connery wants everyone to be there. Yeah. Let's let's you guys can figure out another adventure to go mm-hmm. on. <laughs> and we we did something really dumb so, first, and then like yeah, you went and um, you like bought a carriage or like or yeah, like yeah, we like basically did home improvement on. I think Pertinax's you, that's house. right. Pertinax had a, had a haunted mansion that you guys cleared out. <laughs> he won it in a game of poker, and you guys went and cleared out the mansion at, at the at an earlier session. So you went back to it. Turn you made like a carriage service taxi ride, exactly carriage taxi service, and like did some home improvement on the manor, and mm. everything was all fine. And, yeah. and you guys were we were blasting a, a highway star on the speakers <laughs> That's right. as you guys were cruising. That's right. And you went to uh, we went to a bar that was like in the in the city, and you went to the city that you studied at, yes, in university, your uh-huh. character. 
uh, I believe it was Tuesday. Oh, dang. How do you still and, remember that? Uh, I, I mean, I wrote every single, like, <laughs> I mean, I got it. Because I was, I remember that was the city where the university was. Jeez. Um, took me hours to create all those cities. <laughs> of course I remember them. And yeah, and you, and that's when uh, Tim found out what you used to study. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my, my guy in the past used to, was like deep into immortality. He was an alchemist. So he, that was like his whole deal. He wanted to live forever. And uh, he really hated orcs because his parents were murdered by orcs. And so he's like, well, what's the most inhuman human test subject I can use? Orcs. And so for a long time, he used his like status to like kidnap random orcs off the street and perform alchemical procedures on them and test on them and see if they would actually take if immortality would work and he's like well then if, if it works on them on the bright side they're immortal now good for them <laughs> and um eventually he was found out but due to his high status he was able to blame his teacher and his teacher got thrown in jail and Eldenar walked free and Alnar felt a little guilty about this because he's hanging out with Pertinax learned that hey maybe not all or or orcs are bad I feel kind of bad. I should visit maybe my teacher. So he sneaks out of like a bar we're at. And at first, like, I didn't think they were going to follow me. Like, it sounded like they weren't going to follow me. And then Cutter and Tim were like, hey, we're bored. let's follow Connery. Let's see what he's doing. So they follow my guy to like the dungeon where I kind of like noble my way past some guards. And then they hear like my, that entire like testimony of what happened. And Pertnats freaks <laughs> out. <laughs> and it becomes this really tense moment of like, yeah. Who Welly's going to side yeah. with? Who Cutter's going yeah. to side well, with? Well, because not only is Pertinax an orc, but he's also a paladin. Yeah. And so he's like, this is wrong. You pinned it on him. You mm -hmm. tortured these people, not just because they're orcs, but like, I have to do what's right. Yeah. And yeah. And he's like, he, he was determined to take Aldenar in. Yeah. To jail. And, I was, and I was kind of pleading with Cutter being like, I'm changed now. Like, don't let him do this. Like, he's freaking out. He's like, his orc side is coming through. <laughs> is what I literally think I said, which pushed Tim and Cutter over the edge. Yeah. Like, okay, well, no. Well, no, Cutter didn't even. I mean, he didn't even. He didn't even decide until the very. Who was like, he like just sat back and watched. Yeah, I for, think he just like his arrow drama. He just didn't do yeah, anything. And uh, and the t and and that was the first time I've ever had two players fight each other. Yeah, that was and but wildly I was like, on my but part. it was one of those things. Where I was like, I'm gonna let it happen because this is what would happen. Like, mm -hmm. it's not just, like, one player picking on another and, like, no. I steal all your stuff, like, that kind of stuff. But, like, no, no this, this was is, a moral conflict. This was a very, like, like appropriate way to do PvP. Like, yeah. if there's any, like, this is there's any time. Yeah, this like, is the, like, this, this is it. Like, this, this is the like one the time circumstance. where it very much fits within the characters, within mm -hmm. the story. And just watching you two go at it, I was, I was shy. And it was funny because I didn't have anything to do because I, I wasn't the bad, like, yeah, it was that like, funny. So I was just, like, I, I was as much <laughs> of a spectator as, as Cutter was. And mm -hmm. he was like, what do I do? And it wasn't until Tim finally got the upper hand that Cutter was like, I'm going to help Tim. Yeah. And, and that was pretty much it. Once, once he had help, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, know, it was all over. It was yeah. all over. And, and, but yeah, Tim got, showed mercy. Yeah. He, he threw him, he threw out in our dungeon, dungeon, did not lock the door. And <laughs> yeah. It walked out dramatically. Yeah. Tim, Tim threw him in the dungeon and, and arrested him. And yeah, so that was, that was definitely, uh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So I, I guess we definitely went off the rails, all that crazy train. But the question is like, how do you deal with the idea of somebody like really wanting an event to happen and then it just not being part of your vision in general? Well, the wedding was though. Part the wedding of was. I mean, part, I was but always then, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're going to do it, um, but what, so, what ended up happening is just something. That but it, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, I was, you know, I was, you know, for the like, because I guess I kind of said earlier, like as I've learned, it's very much, I very much see it as the player's story. So mm -hmm. for me, like everything they want is my vision because that's mm -hmm. what I want. There might be some things that. 
you know, I might say it's, you know, I, I like, I think one, like one of your Aldenar's things was to like, his dad was part of this like, um, secret society, secret society that was trying to overthrow the empire. Yeah. And that was like, I was cool with that, but I was like, but that's not going to happen until you're much later. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so some things I might say, look, that's a cool idea, mm. but because it's so big, mm. I'm going to wait until you guys are a higher level. Yeah. And that, that's more of what I'll do, you know, or kind of say, you know, and then things kind of might change in the process, but, you know, I kind of say, all right, let's put that on the back burner. I like that idea. I'm not mm. going to shut you down, but we can't do it yet because of, you know, whatever. Yeah, totally. Um, that's kind of more, but I, I really try not to ever like just completely shut people down. Um, unless, you know, sometimes like, um, like <laughs> my other group, one of my players is like, doesn't know who her parents are. Mm. and was like convinced that this one like surface dwarf was her parents, like crime <laughs> Lord. But, and that was the thing where I'm like, even though she was convinced, I was like, but he's not. But he's not. So like, yeah, I wasn't. So that's when this was like, I wasn't just going to make him hurt. Mm. Cause I was like, I, I have a whole thing planned yeah. for who her parents are. So I was just like, no, he's not. And like, they like <laughs> run him. She's like, are you my dad? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and like, it was, you know, whatever. But. And it's like, you are. Yeah. <laughs> It was just like the only other surface dwarf they'd met pretty much. So she was like, he's probably my dad. I was like, <laughs> no. What was it? Um, a, a light version of that for like somebody, their vision differing from your own is when we were at doing the beach episode and Jake and I, you all sent me really cool ideas of what you want to do on the beach. And Jacob just sends me beach fight. <laughs> and I ask him, what is beach fight, Jacob? And he goes, I guess you have to wait and find him. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. You have to tell me which beach fight is. Uh, and I remember literally in that in that recording that episode, me being like, "Take the reins, Jacob. What's beach fight?" <laughs> had, and then it, 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 it was it was it just was a fight, fight on the beach. Yeah, it was literally a fight on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to do a Karate Kid. That's what it was. It was he wanted to do Karate Kid. Oh yeah, that was. So I guess that I guess the answer is all that. <laughs> just yeah. roll with the punches. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest. That's the biggest lesson I think a GM can learn is just like letting your players have agency and like letting them do their their own thing and try not get too wrapped up in like your story because mm. ultimately you're all playing together and it's it's you know it's everybody's game and yeah. um, as much as you may want to and there's still ways you can steer things in your direction without completely steamrolling your players. You mm -hmm. know. Um, I do it all the time. Like, you know, there's, there's, um, whether, whether it's like in game or out of game, I, you know, you know, it could be that there was this very specific, like I remember in the, from my other group, I keep talking about it a lot cause I'm still GMing them. Yeah. yeah. With your group, it was a while mm -hmm. ago, but with my other group, like there's this like tavern I wanted them to go to and they just like never would go. So like, I just was like, okay, well then it's going to be in this town. Then it's going to be in this, you know what I mean? Just like, I was just moving like, tavern. Just, so yeah, I mean, they don't know where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so it's kind of what I said earlier, like no one knows, but you, so, mm -hmm. you know, where, I, but then like out of, out of game one time I had painted these like water elemental minis Oh yeah. and they were in this dungeon and it was like, they were behind this door, but they, there was another door mm. and they went through the other door and I was like, Oh man. And then, and, but I was kind of like under my breath, but like the person right next to me heard me and she was like, Oh should we go through the other door? And I was like, I, yes. I was like, you didn't hear anything. And then she was like, guys, we need to go through the other door because Joseph's like, I think it's something bad's behind. She's like, no, I think something bad's behind the one we were going to go through. And I was like, I just like sat there smiling. They're like, oh no, like he's smiling. Like what's he? And she's like, let's go through the other door. And I was like, yeah. And like I pulled out my water. And I was like, I just wanted to show these off. And they all like laughed. You know, so it's like, you know, but it's all just about having fun. And like, and that was something so like either way, they were going to fight a monster just depending on which one. So it's like, it's so inconsequential that I was like, you know, I'm not going to, 
I didn't feel like I was taking away their player no. agency because either way they're going to find something. Yeah. So, so um, I guess final question. We're rounding down on this. How long were we at, Jose? I feel like we didn't do good. Look at okay. us. We thought That's this would be a short one. Yeah. yeah. So final question is going to be, uh, so outside the two of us, if we mm. had a season three, who do you think would be the next GM in the our far group? future? Far future. <laughs> That's a tough one because I, I do believe that like Starfinder, Pathfinder, D and D is like a game anyone can play, mm-hmm. but I don't think anyone can GM it. No, I, and I like, agree with that as well. And like not to like, you know, this isn't meant as like an insult to the to the others, but I don't know if any of them could GM really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the you know Jacob is also a writer like you, and I guess he so he'd probably be able to put together a good he story. He often angrily told me that he would not do this. Yeah, see, yeah. I mean that's the thing. Like, because I, I don't know any of them really want to either. Yeah. Is the thing, and like you really have to want to do it, and mm-hmm. you really have to like. But for, for for the sake of for for the sake of the question, like beyond that, because they probably. Don't want we 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 know that they, all yeah. three of them are like no I don't want to yeah but like if at gunpoint literally one of them ha- we have to have a new GM for season three who do you think you would choose as the GM um stumped yeah I mean it's it's tough to pick I think it would they would all be good for different reasons mm-hmm. I think you know Justin's been playing the longest with us mm-hmm. so I think he has the probably the best grasp on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a very important part of the GM's yes. job is like knowing the rules mm-hmm. and being able to like enforce them and design encounters around them. Mm-hmm. So I think he would probably be the best at that. Like I said, Jacob would probably be the best at stories mm-hmm. and like planning a, like you, like planning a big epic overarching story that mm-hmm. I think would would be really fun to play through. Um, and then Tali, I think would be the best at like the characters and like being different oh, yeah. people mm-hmm. and like really immersing us in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, yeah, I think she'd be great at like being, you know, the, she was so good as her goblin. Yeah, exactly. Like when we, when we, she's a goblin character when we, yeah, when we were doing the gob squad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I think that I, so it's, and that was really when I like seeing that and then, and Jing, I think like, I think when she was in our other campaigns, when she was Cora, Cora, Mm -hmm. it was still kind of pretty much her being herself, but I think Jinx is still a little bit Talia-esque, but still she's recently, especially has really like found her groove with Jinx and, um, and that's why I'm like, yeah, I think she, I think she would be the best at like being different people. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't think any of them really want to, and I don't know if any of them necessarily like would, um, do that great of a job, but again, like not as an insult to them, just like that's, you know, it's, it's not for everybody and, oh, yeah. but they're all fantastic players, yeah. you know, and they're, they all, um, I really enjoy being in a group with them and I'm really looking forward. Well, I've, I guess I've already GM'd all of them, but just the four of you, you yeah. know, like doing a more tight knit group. Yeah. That everyone shows up every time. Because that was the other thing with our other group is we had six people. Yeah. A big number. Se- no, seven people. Seven. Jeez. Right? Because Cutter. Justin? No, six. Six. Yeah. Because everyone we have now plus Cutter and Tim. Yeah. And then seven would be me. Um, yeah. So six players. and it, But we just, you know, show up whenever you can and yeah. whatever. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't as quite as like strict. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to, to doing that. Yeah. yeah. I would have Jose be the new GM. Uh- <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so thanks for doing this with me, Joe. And yeah. Jose, thanks for for engineering us. And this was really, really fun. And uh, it's a good glimpse at what's, what's coming, come? what's yeah. coming next. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting really excited. So. Yeah, it'll be great. So we have ten more episodes left from the main storyline for before 
it's of cycles yeah. of cycles before it's all over and then we move on to yeah. what, what comes next and so. i haven't quite decided how i'm gonna start because like i said we're gonna record the origin sessions first mm -hmm. and then do the main yeah i haven't decided if i want to release those first mm -hmm. or if i want to do maybe that similar just do, thing do a similar thing where kind of release it as we get to it's to when it's relevant mm -hmm. or you know release it maybe play the first episode then release them all i don't know yeah Ooh. so i haven't quite decided that yet but um mm -hmm. But it'll it'll be fun. Yeah, it would definitely mean we'd have like, if we do like the same keep the two for two for each episode, we'd have six episodes exactly. in a backlog, and yeah. then releasing the main storyline after. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, our theme is by the two Jakes, and uh, hey, I look forward to seeing and hearing you all. I guess not hearing you, I won't hear you, but <laughs> um, I hope you all you all enjoy listening to this our pen ultimate arc. I think I'm gonna do some zany things with that because yeah. it's gonna be all about time travel i think you're all in different places right now right yeah yeah you're all different uh, prominent points in your lives um yeah and um yeah thanks for listening to this episode yeah hopefully, definitely. It, hopefully it was as interesting as we hoped it would be <laughs> I, I mean i had fun i think yeah i think yeah. I, I had fun and um next week we'll be, we'll be back with a regular episode. exactly yeah. next week it'll be a regular episode it'll be it'll be the start of the arc i haven't named yet so <laughs> anyway we'll see y'all later say goodbye everybody goodbye everybody <laughs> bye <laughs>